Word up, Calvary, as uh, Jess would say, uh, or you just told to me. Welcome in to the CalvaryCast, episode 87. Uh, we took a little couple weeks off for, I'm not sure why, just because we do that from time to time. Uh, no rhyme, nor reason. No rhyme, nor reason. The uh, sponsors were getting on us, though, there. Uh, when are you guys going to put out a new episode? Come on, we're paying you big money to yep, rep our products. New content, new content so bring in the dollars. Needed some new content, so we said, all right, all right. You know. But when you're a podcast empire like we are, you have a little bit more pull and sway with people. That's right. And so we just say, you know, it'll happen when it happens. And it's happening today. So there we go. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I have a banter question actually I was going to ask you about. Because we just had Labor Day. Yeah. And we were, you talked, you, you did a, uh, sermon, which John Piper wrote the book, brothers, we are not professionals, but you, you showed some professionalism in your ability to go from work to the one thing you don't work for. <laughs> that was, that was pretty good. Almost as good as the, uh, sermon outline I sent you last night, which we won't discuss ah, on the podcast. Yes. Ah, yes. Uh, some of the others of you that received that, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Anyway, that made me think, what's the weirdest job you've ever had? You said you've had a lot of jobs. How that? Yeah, various various jobs. Weirdest? I don't know. I don't think I've worst? had anything weird. Um, worst job. I didn't like staying up all night um, stripping down and waxing floors for like mm. grocery stores and stuff. I, I managed a floor care company for about a year and a half, and that was one of the big things. You'd go into like a grocery mm. store and night and you'd overnight all night you're you know getting off all the old yeah. wax and stuff and then you clean it all and you put it down it's just exhausting tiring it's overnight Didn't yeah enjoy that very much that would not be very enjoyable no okay there you go little uh insight into but weird my... weird jobs not i didn't really have any weird not jobs. like a micro dirty jobs type thing Mm-mm. Hmm? nope nope nothing like that okay very good I started working when I was, what, 13 for my first paper route. Hmm. And that went to a weekend at a fast food restaurant, decided that wasn't for me at 16. And then I got my job at grocery store, hmm. bagging Bagger. groceries. And then I was, after about a year of that, I was promoted to um, sprinkling the veggies. <laughs> Back before they had the f- fancy <laughs> sprinkler systems going over them, you had to stand yeah. there with a hose. Really? And yeah, I worked in produce. I really, actually for a high school job, I liked that. I was kind of by myself and got to do my own thing, and that was uh. good. Then I went in the Air Force, and I had a couple different types of jobs in the Air Force, but so, yeah. All I right. kept going from there. Yeah, until you've reached the pinnacle. The pinnacle of all employment. Employment. It's the gospel. Lead pastor of Calvary Bible Church. And CEO. Oh, wait, no, that's not and that. CEO. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today, but no. I just thought that'd be a fun thing. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? Our serious conversation. Well, what did we, we're, we said we needed to have a podcast that kind of talked about what we're doing for the fall. So are you asking me what we're doing? Well, I'm asking like, what, how do, what are we, how do how we, we summarize how we what this it? conversation is? Yeah, we're going to talk about um, what we're doing this fall mm-hmm. and winter. Mm-hmm. as far as our ministry stuff is kind of ramping back up and why people should be part of it. And, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the gist. Okay. This is, is a, we are we are uh, discussing what we're doing 
in the podcast. Yeah, so we're kicking off the year. Mm-hmm. Our and we run a lot of our programs and such and small groups and studies and that from oh. September to May primarily. Yeah. And then Labor Day to Memorial Day. Yeah, in most of the things we take off for the summer. Maybe we should uh, just briefly touch on why we do that. Why do we take a long break through the summer months? Well, I don't know. (laughs) But one of the, (laughs) I guess I know. All right, well, see you folks later. (laughs) We tried to get into that rhythm only because, you know, it seems like anything, any Bible study, small group you try to keep going over to summer is always fizzling out because people are... You know, two of your three families are traveling one week and then right. the next time they're, you know, all those things. And so, and then also like with volunteers and things, if if they have ministries like the mm-hmm. children's ministry or youth mm-hmm. or different things, taking time off is helpful yeah. in your, your ministry leaders not burning out. Yeah. So it's all very pragmatic, right. a lot of it and that. And, um, and I like... Th- I don't think it's wrong. There's a there's a time of resting from some of these busier seasons. And I think, and I think the one thing that I've thought about it is is it often gives you a renewed uh, focus when you enter into a new season of more intentional and busier ministry, if I can use it that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? And you're like, okay, yeah, we're, we're geared up. We're ready to do this again. Because you feel kind of ready to do it. Right. right? You're tired of like not having as much. At least yeah. me, I'm like, man, I really miss not having these small groups and all these other Sunday nights and things like that. I think Sunday night, like, I do miss it now, too. Like, you you, you sometimes say, well, oh, this, this is nice. Tonight I don't come mm-hmm. back or whatever, you know, and that sounds bad, mm-hmm. I guess, but I'm just saying just realistically. I think In your flesh. Be, yeah, <laughs> but it's like now that we've been off for some I I'm bored on yeah. Sunday afternoons <laughs> and it's too long of a time and I'm like we should go back for yeah. an hour or hour yeah. and a half and that'd be fun so yeah. it was good yeah uh, so that actually would transition into a maybe another quote question in relationship to this what is our philosophy of ministry regarding programming mm-hmm. and by that I mean like when we think of church programs mm-hmm. you think of I, a lot of times Bible studies and different things like that and some churches can be very program-driven, mm-hmm. right? There's always lots of programs going, mm-hmm. and um, we're not that. And mm-hmm. it is interesting in a way. Right now, we have more programs going than we've had in the time I've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did that come to be, and mm-hmm. kind of what's our philosophy behind that? Well, we've been program minimalists, <laughs> is what we've called it, yeah. right? We've said... Programs can be helpful, but they can also become consuming and overwhelming and defeating of the purpose if mm-hmm. there's too many. So we want to be selective in what we choose to do as a church. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I, I guess I would put under the heading of program, one program is our small group and Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Now, there may be multiple ones right, that are right, out there, right. but that's just one thing. Right. That's not like multiple things we're right. doing. And we do that so that people can right. pick one, right? Right, and right. and uh, we're just saying to have it do something outside right. of Sunday morning service, right? Well, because uh, sometimes two people might ask, why don't you have this kind of program or that mm-hmm. kind of program? Because the other thing I'd add to this is, uh, we don't ever want to have programs just for the sake of having programs. Mm-hmm. Like we want, if if there's a need, we want to pray about it and see what the Lord opens the mm-hmm. door for, mm-hmm. and He will provide. Uh, a person that's desiring to lead that or uh, lead one of us or whoever to lead that. And he'll provide the people 
show us the need for it. So just, you know, you know, why don't you have Alcoholics Anonymous? I don't know, or something like that. You know, well, we don't have any anybody that has a desire to lead a ministry like that or, or something like that at our church. Not Alcoholics Anonymous, essentially, but something like that. Yep. So, yep. anyway, I thought... And I think that's a key. Like, sometimes a, a program, if it's going to begin, like, other than the small group Bible study models, right, mm-hmm. or a children's ministry or something, but some of them... Like they, it's it's not like we just want to get an idea and then do it. I feel like it should be something that it seems like the Lord's leading, leading, and yeah. uh, okay, it's time for you to do this. Right. We've tried to do certain things in yep. the past and certain groups and that, and it didn't, didn't work. work. And then all of a sudden, it comes to fruition. Right. And it works. And um, and then it works. Yeah. Right. The Lord's timing. So yeah, that's where I hopefully people will help or that will just help people think about how we start the programs that we do and why we don't start others yeah and why we're kind of slow very slow intentionally slow (laughs) intentionally slow yeah haste makes waste um okay another question i have with this because i and i I was thinking about this we're talking about programs and and i think this relates to it if you could envision what does a healthy member of calvary bible church look like And and a member, maybe you're not a member, you're a regular attender, though you consider this your church home. And that, this question struck me because I think sometimes maybe maybe people don't know what to aim for in a sense, mm-hmm. right? They don't, they're not well acquainted enough with their Bible to understand all the biblical uh, commands or exhortations as far as what a healthy church member looks like. Mm-hmm. So could we summarize, if you're a part of Calvary Bible Church, this is what our understanding of uh, a healthy church member looks like and how you might fulfill that role mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I would say we would want to differentiate then between a church member, what okay. they're doing, sure, and a, just a Christian and okay. how you're growing in your Christian sure. walk. Okay. And not talk about how you're growing in Christian walk. Because that's going to be, what does that look like? Well, people right. growing in the fruit of the Spirit. Sure. Right. right. Displaying love. Right. And faith is growing. Joy in the Lord. Bible. Right. You know, those types of things. Yes. Good so, differentiation. So, but a church member, what they're doing yeah. on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. right? Well, they're, first of all, they're at the worship service. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time mm-hmm. because that's just the structure mm-hmm. of their week is um, looking forward to that morning worship time where God's people are assembled and we go through our liturgy and we worship God. Yeah. So they're regularly attending that. And then in addition to that, they have chosen at least one mm-hmm. outside Sunday morning activity Mm -hmm. or outside Sunday activity Mm -hmm. because a healthy church member is going to come back at five o'clock on Friday or Sunday Sunday. Yeah. And they're going to be a part of the teaching there. So why? Well, I think that, um, I think largely it's because they're, they're doing what we said as members. Uh, when you, when you become a member, you are, you're going along with the general direction philosophies Mm -hmm. and that of the leadership. Mm -hmm. And, the reason we have these Sunday evening gatherings again, mm-hmm. this time talking about the doctrine of God for me, so a theology mm-hmm. class from you going through 
uh, parenting. Mm-hmm. The reason we do that is because we think the church profits from it right. and that there is another point and connection of teaching throughout the mm-hmm. year. And we, and it's not even the whole year. You get breaks right. and you get right. the summer off. And I think a healthy church member is going to say, okay, my, my leadership thinks this is important for mm-hmm. me. It's good for me to, you know, as the Bible says, um, Hebrews uh, says, you know, gather all the more frequently mm-hmm. as you see the day approaching. Mm-hmm. It's important. Mm-hmm. And you're just learning and you're growing in your knowledge. Right. So that's important. And I, I would say that barring certain circumstances that some people just can't or whatever it may be. Some people don't come out at mm-hmm. night. You know, right. some people, their work schedule or I don't know. Right. could be a number of things. They don't. But I'm saying in the main, I would come to both of those. Yes. Right. Yep. But number one priority is a Sunday morning. Right. Than that, and then the other thing they're doing is they're choosing one outside Sunday, small group or mm-hmm. Bible study, or, um, you know, a men's group or whatever we have going on, ladies group, some smaller group, yes, for fellowship, for fellowship and community building. And if you think about how simple we at ours is, it, it's it's made pretty simple because we've got stuff going on every week. But mm-hmm. if you just join one of the regular small groups. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're only going to meet with them once every other week. Mm-hmm. It's not a massive commitment. Mm-mm. It's one night once every other week. A couple right? hours. A couple hours. And we're saying that's important because now you've got people who know you. Right. And you're praying together, you're reading the Bible together, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And just fellowshipping and, right. and you know, be, having a relationship with one another right. beyond... Sunday morning. So then I'll ask the why question of that. Like, why do we think that outside of the Sunday morning, those other gatherings are important, are vital Mm -hmm. for any church member, but especially if you think about our local church, this is really important. Right. Well, I think it's because to God, the one another's, the relationships Mm -hmm. of one Mm -hmm. another's, knowing one another, loving one another, praying for one another, serving one another is as emphasized as any other aspect of the Christian walk. Yep. And so those are the avenues where you can know and others and be known. Right. It's hard. I mean, on Sunday mornings, you can know people Yep. and you should learn to know people. You can introduce yourself to people. You don't know, have some good conversations, meaningful conversations. Um, but ultimately I think that a lot of most, many churches have found that, those smaller group Bible mm-hmm. studies or um, small groups, Bible studies, fellowship groups, growth groups, whatever you call them, these have been the most meaningful relationally to right. them in the church for well, most. Because, many. I mean, if you're if you're early to church here, right, you're showing up a half an hour early uh, and, and you're going to have a few conversations with people. And then if you're like a number of people, we stick around for half an, an hour pretty regularly after church and you have a lot of shorter conversations with people just kind of saying hello sometimes going a little bit deeper but not always but yet like on a Wednesday night I mean we don't usually we usually go it's 8 30 or 9 so we're almost three hours by the time our small group gets done you can have a lot more conversation with a smaller group of people around a meal things like that and that's fulfilling commands from scripture being obedient to it in that yeah. way. And it, it is. It's good for our spiritual health to be living amongst brothers and sisters and sharing our joys and sorrows and learning more about one another. And here's the other thing I'd add to it, too. That takes time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're joining a small group for the first time this year and you think by, like, week two you should just, like, 
be pouring your hearts out here. (laughs) It takes time to, to get to that. Yes. Um, and it may not always be that way, but there's still spiritual good that comes from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you have something going on in your life, unique, you go to, it wouldn't be appropriate necessarily usually on a Sunday morning to bring it up. Right. But something that's concerning you or something you're walking through, but you go to a small group or Bible study, everybody's going to love that. You say, right. Hey, can you guys pray for me about this? And, I'll bet you most of them in the group are going to pray for it, remember it, and talk yep. to you about it next time. They better. They bet. They should, <laughs> I think that's but a, they like, will. I don't think yeah. you have to tell our people to do no. that. They, they love hearing That's right. one way they feel like they can serve one another. And, yes. And so I think like those types of things do build relationship. Right. There is another way. I know some people in our congregation become became really good friends through ministry. Mm. So in other words, they were serving in the same ministry mm-hmm. for a while, or they took mm-hmm. on a project together and mm-hmm. that. And I think that's important. That's the other thing that we should right. bring out, like in church membership. I trying to find a way in which you serve mm-hmm. the body mm-hmm. um, in either a, a, one of the a programmatized ways or the clean, you know, cleaning crew or music or whatever. But there's also other ways in which you are just ministering to the body and yep. bringing a meal or different things. Yeah. And you get to know people through that or they get to know you. And, yeah. And, and then extended you know, I always think one of the, the greatest benefits of VBS is actually people working with mm-hmm. other people in our church. It's mm-hmm. not even for the kids as much as it is for people in our church to have opportunity to work together for an entire week, mm-hmm. uh, longer periods of time. Yeah, you're busy with stuff, but there's something, there's a there's a commonality there. And there are other ministries yep. uh, where you can serve in that way. So, And serving. I think, you know, I go along with Eugene Peterson on this. Mm. One of the most important things relationally among people is to know your name. Mm-hmm. And he was known for getting to know people's names. Yes. So he would never pass our congregation beyond what he could remember yep. everybody's name. Yep. Um, he taught at, um, what, what school was that up there in Washington? See at Western seminary or yeah, something it was like that? Vancouver in Vancouver. Was, oh, anyway, uh, he's yeah, up yeah. there and he would learn his students names mm. before like mm. they would even think he would know their names, yeah. you know, because being like his idea was being known is very mm-hmm. important. Yes. And um, there, there, there's something to that. There, and I was just going to say, there's something to saying, you know, like if, if Calvary is your church family, there's something to being known here. Mm-hmm. Other people know who you are and you know who others are. And that doesn't happen apart from simple things like I know their name. <laughs> right? Yeah, like right. that's a starting place yeah. uh, for a relationship. So I think, yeah, that's. That's crucial to how do I, what is a fully healthy member of Calvary Bible Church? Mm. I think it's trying to know at least who everybody else is by name and, and be known. And be known. Which is terrifying to many right. people. Right. I don't want truly, I mean, I think that's true. Like a lot of people are struggle with being known. Yeah. And they, they want to just live their own mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And I can sympathize with that yeah. because I'm wired that way. Mm. I, I could be that way. So, so that's where the gospel comes in and says, mm-hmm. no, yeah. this isn't the way, that's not right. the way it works. Right. You are now Romans 12 members of right. one another. Yes. Knowing and being known. Right. Not just by God. Right. In your relationship with him, but his people. Right. It's so interconnected in that yeah. way. And that's why for our small group leaders, our Bible study leaders, don't, did the, okay, so if you call it a Bible study, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I like Bible study. Mm-hmm. But you're Bible studying together mm-hmm. in the sense that... Um, 
and you're getting people together in this smaller group for the purpose of Bible study, but make sure there's fellowship involved mm-hmm. in that somehow, mm-hmm. right? Right. So even if you're transferring content to the other mm-hmm. people as a teacher in a Bible study, mm-hmm. and you try to find opportunities for people to, maybe it's breaking up into mm-hmm. prayer groups, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, and like... Because part of fellowship is not just studying the Bible, right. but it's studying the Bible together. Right. It's talking about God together. Right. And in that, there is there is relationships building. Yeah. So here's a challenge then, I guess, to our people is, is seek to make yourself known by introducing yourself to people you don't know. And I think this is especially important because we're in a season where there's new people coming into our church regularly and, and finding out who those are. But then there's also people that have been in our church probably for a long time have met one another, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and let's not let that happen. Because here's the other thing too. This is ministry opportunity. You don't know how you could be a blessing to somebody else if mm-hmm. you don't even know them. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked a couple of weeks ago about singing. And if you don't sing, you don't know how you might be missing out on an opportunity to minister to somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Um, because just by the act of singing, you're declaring God's truth. And if somebody else knows you and sees how you're walking through a trial in life or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're singing a glorious truth, how that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing, like if, if I don't know somebody, right, I'm missing out on the opportunity. They can be a real blessing and encouragement to me, you know, as I learn their story and I learn how they're walking with God and the example they are, all those things. No, that's that's just ministry. Mm-hmm. That's how God's designed it. Yeah. So absolutely. Do that. Um, okay. So then, should we talk about just briefly, like what the programs are that we're starting up this sure. season? So, Sunday evenings. Sunday evenings. Um, in the main auditorium, I'm teaching mm-hmm. on the doctrine of God. So yes. it's a theology night. It's going to be good. <laughs> I'll have you out by six every week. I've made that commitment, unless <laughs> something really weird happens. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I think theology is important, and I'll I'll make that pitch Sunday yes. night and systematizing okay. theology. Now here's one thing, because I think some people go, oh man, theology. It's gonna be heavy. It's gonna be heavy. The doctrine of God. I my brain just can't handle that. Mm-hmm. Why should they come? Because I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to teach like R.C. Sproul. <laughs> we talked about this earlier. <laughs> no, in the way that he could not make it that way. Yes. If you've and, never listened to R.C. Sproul, go listen to R.C. Sproul. Or, or on YouTube, you can watch him in his yep. little classrooms there at, at yep. their church, yes. I think that was at, and where a lot of those were put together. Yep. And he could, in like 30 to 35 minutes, yep. explain this. Oh, make a, just a very complex thing, simple. Yeah. So I'm going to try to be that wow. way so that you're not going, oh my goodness, right. this is too much. Right. And because um, if it's too much for you, it's too much for me because right, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you're not super brilliant. Right. <laughs> so I need like the, I need the, to do this. So I'm going to try to make it that way. But also um, theology is important in the doctrine of God. This is our, the whole foundation of who mm-hmm. we are and what we do is God. Yeah. So understanding him and being able to kind of pull together some, some, um, the verses that teach about who God is and what he does, yeah. I think is most important. And l- you're going to, in R.C. Sproul fashion, wear a sweater vest and write on a chalkboard. Maybe. Because Did as you said- he wear a sweater vest? A lot of times. Does yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, um, yeah, I I could do that. Very professorial. I don't know about a chalkboard, but We're, maybe we, we'll get if a If anybody board. has a big chalkboard, please let us know. We'd like that because we just like the sound. Yeah. And then as you so said earlier- if you write something on chalkboard, nobody can argue with you. That's right. right? Like, what, what, can't argue with that. It, once it's, yeah. It, so that, and then you're going to be. We're going to be doing for 12 weeks. So it's just for the first 
till December, mm-hmm. going through Ted Tripp's material, shepherding a child's heart. Mm-hmm. And um, so the way we're going to do that, there's a 30 minute, less than 30 minute video that we'll watch. And then there'll be 30 minutes of discussion around the video and the book. Mm-hmm. So people need to be reading the book. That will help you the most and give us things to discuss. And, and um, it's just really helpful foundational material for parenting, no matter what stage you're in. Mm-hmm. And so a number of people are signed up to do that. So well, it'll it, be good. it will be good, too. Yeah. All right. Good. And uh, you won't know about God, but at least you'll know about parenting because you'll have to because that's at five o'clock on Sunday night, too. <laughs> right. right? Same okay. time. Five o'clock. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, so we got that. The children's ministry will be going on same time. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a, it'll be more condensed this year. I think it's an hour it's long an hour, to five match to what we've got going on. Yep. And so that, and then of course youth uh, pick, it kicks in and it's going to be from five to six thirty. Mm-hmm. So if you've got kids in the kid pro child program and then in the youth, that's the only thing you got to hang out for an extra 20. Oh, shucks. You have minutes. to obey the command of fellowship together. Yeah. You'll have to fellowship purposely afterwards till six thirty. Or yank your kids early or something. I don't know. No, because if they yank them early, then I don't get they to They lose the lesson because right. you're going to you're going to catechize them, them. You're going to teach them catechism. Which actually day. relates to what we were talking about earlier. And just I asked the question of why do we gather on Sunday and Sunday nights? And you were talking about teaching. And I was just, you know, that the word catechism comes from the Greek katecheo, which is to instruct or to mm-hmm. teach. Mm-hmm. So that's just one of the foundational things of a Christian is that other Christians teach other Christians. Yes. And so that's what we're going to be doing to the youth, but we're going to be instructing them in a systematic way, basic truths of the Bible. Like the first question is, who is the first and best of beings? And it's God. And uh, they need to understand that. So yeah, that'll be happening on Sunday nights. You know, it's interesting. Paul told Timothy, um, let's see, First Timothy 4, uh, he's talking about teaching. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. That's interesting. There's So in the teaching itself, God uses mm. it to save us. Mm. And mm. he's not talking about just right there, um, you know, the first time you come to faith in Christ, mm-hmm. evangelism. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the teaching mm-hmm. that's ongoing that mm-hmm. Timothy's giving himself to. And it's saving Timothy mm-hmm. as he's learning about God and the gospel and how it applies, and it's saving the people to hear him. So yeah. that's another pitch to come back out on, for, on Sunday nights. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's important. For my class, if you can't make it back on Sunday nights, they will be, be recorded, streamed. and it's live-streamed. It's going to be on the YouTube channel. But that's not an excuse. Don't use it as an Get excuse. Here. Yeah, but I recognize <laughs> life. I, I no. recognize people are in They're, different stages of life and things and going on. Some people on, are so ill right now, and they can't come out regularly, right. and so we want to provide that so they, they can still participate and learn Yeah, even from those situations. Uh, okay, so that's Sunday, Sunday nights. Should we mm-hmm. talk about the other things that are going on? Yeah, and then there's uh, the regular Thursday, weekly Thursday morning Bible study, mm-hmm. 10 a.m. Dave Carrico's leading mm-hmm. that. I think they're going through Galatians first, yes. and that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Dale Dibble has on Tuesdays a uh, ladies gathering study. Uh, she calls it ladies pray and praise. Praise, praise, and prayer, and all those things that go on in that. And mm-hmm. that's fellowship going on for ladies, and that's at uh, 10 a.m. on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a new ladies' Bible study starting in the evenings. Which this is an answer to prayer. Like we were talking earlier about programmatizing stuff, and we've had so many people say, well, we need a ladies' Bible study. You know, it meets in the evening and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we said, yeah, that'd be great. And then the Lord provided Loretta. Yep. So Loretta will be leading that, and they're going through Colossians, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And they start tonight. 
That is tonight. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay. And um, and then, and that's last night probably if you post this. No, today is Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. It'll be posted here in a hot minute. If so, if the, in the... St- then the chance that you listen to this and you weren't signed up just come out to me. <laughs> All right, so that's going on, and then there's three other small groups well, meeting and the college group, right? So college group adults. is a little different. It's college young adult. It's a small group meets every other week on starting tomorrow night. Yeah, and then the other uh, on the other weeks, you know, mm-hmm. you'll have to get this all done, but like there's three more small groups. Unfortunately, mine's filled up now. Almost all of them have really filled up. They're pretty much filled up. But here's the deal. If you're not, if you didn't get signed up for one and you want to be in one, let us know and we will make a running list of all those who want to be in a small group mm-hmm. but weren't able to because again, we're slow in starting new groups, so we just mm-hmm. wait till the Lord providentially provides and and mm-hmm. things like that. So if we have a group of people that want, we will Pray the Lord provides we'll a leader. We'll eventually start another. We'll group. eventually start another yeah. group. Yeah. So we'll do that. Um, and I think I heard when we're going to have one more Bible study probably coming in October. We'll wait to reveal that. We will wait to reveal it. It'd so if you're not in one on now, that could be the one that you could jump into. Yeah. It might be helpful for you. That but that'll start in October. So that's it. Is that uh, is that everything? I think that's all of our study it's fellowship type starting programs. up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anything else to say on that? That's hey, all I got <clears throat> to say about that. One other thing. I Sometimes for people that are newer to the church, I don't know if anybody that's newer to the church is listening to this, but mm-hmm. if they are, uh, and you're asking the question, how do I get involved? Well, some of the things we talked about I think are applicable, right? Mm-hmm. Come, seek to make yourself known, mm-hmm. um, and uh, try to get involved in one of these ministries. And that's just, and it just takes time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, don't be discouraged if it takes time. No. And watch the videos online about uh, membership YouTube, and about stuff. Membership. And become Should a member. Become a member. And then in uh, October, we'll take members in again. Yeah, but we need to meet with you real quick then here. So oh, I, we got a month. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, that's that's what you do. That's what you do. All right. Well, that's it. We hope the podcast has been helpful. Uh, throw out, if people have topics they want us to cover, send them in. Maybe we'll talk about it. I don't think we've ever actually gotten a request for a topic. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. So send us, you got a passage of scripture or something, maybe we'll address it. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what I ask for. But sometimes it's nice to have guidance, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we're like, what are we talking about? I don't know. So if somebody said, hey, would you talk about this? Then we could talk about it. And if it's bad, we'll blame it on the person that sent the question in. That'd be the way to do it. That'd be the way to do it. So... Well, we hope this conversation has been helpful and an encouragement and uh, insightful for those who are part of Calvary Bible Church. Uh, our desire through the podcast is that our church would be better equipped to know and love the Lord. Again, if you have questions or comments or a topic, send it to thecalvarycast at gmail.com. If you're a part of our church, you can give us a call or send us a text or come and talk to us anytime. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of his people, and the Great Commission. Until next time.